Hello, everybody. This is Joe Renee Feeler. Welcome to this month's gifted webinar. And we have a topic. We don't always have a topic <laughs> in mind ahead of time or in heart, but today we're going to be exploring the divine technology uh, related to ascension and overall upliftment. Um, so I'm very excited. I'm praying with the <laughs> technologies uh, that they hold out because I can feel that the frequencies are very expanded in this conversation. And I'm just like, oh, please, <laughs> everybody, let's have the, the connections be strong. If it's not as strong as we need it to be in terms of transmitting this live, um, everything that I record um, is like hardwired to my computer, so it doesn't require the internet connection. So that's our backup if for any reason the transmission for the live gets a little bit wonky, okay? All right. <laughs> Let's start with a couple nice deep breaths and just a very um, brief invocation here to help us connect with the source creator God, the ultimate supreme being that we connect with through our heart. Okay, so close your eyes, please, and just take a nice deep breath in with me. Please visualize that within your heart there is a, it's like a sun. It is like the sun in our sky. And please visualize that sun within your heart space. The warmth of it, the inner glow, the fact that it, it, it lights itself from within. And just allow that light transmission to expand in the sphere of your energy field letting it grow bigger and bigger <laughs> as your sphere gets wider and wider. Nicely done. Okay. Rotate your shoulders just a little bit to relax. You may want to rotate your neck. Rotating your neck just a little, wiggling your fingers, wiggling your toes. Okay. Ah, nicely done. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right. So as I mentioned, my name is Jill Renee Feeler. My website is beaconforlightworkers.com, B-E-A-C-O-N-F-O-R, light, just like a regular light bulb, and then workers, W-O-R-K-E-R-S.com. And I am so excited that you're joining us today. We share these monthly. Um, there was a while back when I actually did them weekly. Um, so there's a lot of archive material. So if you like what we do here today, please feel free to check in the archives. Um, and they're very easy to find on my website, um, videos and articles. And you can just go right down to videos. And that will basically give you all the videos all the way back to the beginning when I first started doing videos, which was... 2010, I believe. Oh, so, yeah, it feels kind of cool. <laughs> I don't feel like the new kid on the block anymore. <laughs> of course, the wisdom that we're all beginning to access more and more is eternal and timeless anyway, so linear time matters less in terms of how long we have or have not been doing something. Um, so it's pretty exciting what we've got going on here, isn't it? 
All right, so what are we going to do today? So we are going to have a special topic. I'm going to give a little bit of update on any current energy flows that I'm feeling led to comment on, and then the special topic, then Q&A time if I feel led, and then we will do a meditation, and all the meditations are also a simultaneous activation as well. So it's it's both and the same. For those that are live on the call, um, if I do feel led to do uh, questions, the Q&A box is there, and then also there is the um, the ability to do the live sharing from your phone or Skype connection, and that's by clicking star two to raise your hand. But that's not until later. And I love it when the conversation is actually about what we talk about. Um, anyway, but I don't want to overly script it, do I? <laughs> All right. So let me see what um, I feel led to discuss in terms of current energy flows. Uh, what an exciting month. <laughs> I mean, last October when we met, let's see what date was that. I don't remember what date in October it was, but I think it was before I went to Austin, Texas, and that was an amazing event. Um, it's rare that I travel someplace else to do a workshop-type experience, and that's actually the first time I've ever done that. And I got to meet new people. I got to connect in person with people that I've um, been partnering with energetically through client work for years, and it was just amazing to um, get together in that experience. I did record an audio um, of the entire weekend um, based on the individual workshops, and I haven't put it up yet as a separate offering, but um, it's on my to-do list. <laughs> it's one of, I have a growing to-do list, but it's on there. Um, so I do look forward to sharing. There was some really interesting information. Uh, interesting is an understatement. There was some amazing information that came through um, in that experience, so that was great. And then also, let's see what else happened in October. Ah, <laughs> I remember. Um, I was a guest on the John Burgos um, instant, the telesummit that he does, Beyond the Ordinary. And it, Beyond the Ordinary is such a perfect name <laughs> for for what he does there and what he offers and what an amazing being John is. Um, if you don't know John Burgos, please uh, check him out. His last name is spelled B-U-R-G-O-S, and his light is just just <laughs> it just feels like home just connecting with him and the conversation that we had was amazing so it is available in the archive through purchase now it was free <laughs> if you if you joined really quickly um when we were doing it live around october 17th i think it was or maybe it was october 15th but anyway it was so amazing and i've met so many beautiful beautiful fellow uh bringers of light through that experience so if you're new to my work and this is the first gifted webinar you've done and I've met you through John or otherwise welcome um, it's just we do some really unique things here and it's an honor to be able to share with you and help you know yourself as the eternal loving light of God that you are while you're also being human <laughs> we're reconciling those two aren't we okay let me uh, clear my throat here for a second Hmm, interesting. Got a little throat chakra, something, 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 something going on. Okay, so that was amazing. And it was so amazing, actually, that he invited me back. So even within this season, um, we're going to be sharing on, I think it's December 2nd. Let me just peek really quick here. Um, my internet is a little bit slow, probably because we're transmitting live. 
uh, December 2nd. So that one is another special offer, so it's um, or a gifted thing, so that if you participate live, then it's it's free, there's no charge. And he leaves that archive up for about a week at no charge, and then um, after that you can buy it and uh, purchase kind of package of the whole season. So <sighs> anyway, I'm really looking forward to that on December 2nd, so... Yeah, and I've, like I said, been just meeting amazing people. I am so blessed with with you guys <laughs> that I get to connect with um, through private sessions, through classes that I offer through this and on Facebook and those sorts of things. It just feels so good to be seen, doesn't it? And let me tell you, it is an honor and a privilege to see you as the light energy that you are and to help you see that for yourself. Oh, my God. We all win by more and more of us feeling and knowing ourselves in a light-based, light-oriented, godly fashion and godly manner. And I just love um, assisting you in that regard through everything and anything that we do. Yeah, pretty special, pretty special times. Okay, so let me see if there's anything related to, because that felt more like current events, which is okay. Um, wanted to give you an update there since we're only sharing once a month um, for the gifted part. But okay, let me just go deeper here. So I'm basically expanding my consciousness. I'm going deep within my heart space. And I'm expanding my portal of energy to straight to source, right to source connection. We don't need any intermediary that we may call something like guides or even angels sometimes. We create this intermediary, which isn't that different than a, than a priest or a minister or a pastor like we've done in the past. You don't need an intermediary. So you can connect with the angels and guides. All of that, all of that good stuff that's loving and honoring of you. I just encourage you to recognize, is it an intermediary between you and the source energy that you are? And are you okay with that? Do you want to do it that way anymore? Okay? Hmm. Something to think about and play with, right? Okay. So current energies. We are sharing this live um, in November of 2014. And if you're listening to this at any point in the future, that's don't, don't worry about the date. We just trust and allow that the quantumness of what we're doing here and the, the dramatic expanded energies that we're accessing can literally form to fit whatever you need it to be, whatever upliftment, support, aha moments, mind benders that you may be looking for in this experience. But in linear time, in this now moment, um, energetically we are still in the midst of this expansion cycle building up to December 21st, 2014. As I mentioned in, help me guys, um, I think it was this September, no, October. I think it was the October 2014 gifted webinar. Um, there was an, a revelation that was shown to me that we are literally recreating like the December 21st, 2012 event. Um, and we give a lot of reasons why, so you can go back and peek there. But we, for December 21st, 2014, were amping up the energies in a very similar way to what we had felt in 2012. And actually, we're going above and beyond because we can. We're holding even more light in our consciousness at this time. So we can go bigger and broader, go bigger, go home <laughs> kind, of, uh, kind of experience here. The Mayan calendar still matters. That concept didn't end in relevance on December 21st, 2012. And I hope that you recognize that, that there's a timelessness 
to um, what the Mayans were leaving us in terms of technology, codes, um, activations, uh, reminders of what humanity can be um, and how sophisticated this divine technology truly is that is beyond our present-day science, beyond our present-day understanding of, of many things and the way that things work, um, not just as they are now, but the way that they can work when we are literally more connected to our source energy in a conscious manner. Okay, so if you've been feeling like all of a sudden um, you're more motivated to pursue different different activities or passions or interests or learning to meditate, if that's where you are in your journey, um, all of those passions and interests will just become more and more noticeable to you. And I feel like you'll have even more energy to kind of go forward in um, experiencing yourself in a deeper, I want to say, more authentic manner. The other thing that they're showing me is our clarity is getting better and better. Our ability to discern what truths and beliefs are serving us and which ones are not. Um, we're just getting, they're saying, almost like more mature and more sophisticated about what fits um, going forward. And maybe what once fit doesn't fit us, doesn't suit us any longer. And there's no need to judge us or others if there was something that was kind of offered to us maybe a few years back or even a few months ago. If it's not fitting you any longer, if it doesn't feel like it's expansive and uplifting, then it's almost like let it go. Give yourself permission to try a new approach uh, to you, literally. And when we give ourselves that freedom, knowing that our intention is loving, that we are supported literally by an eternal source field that is loving and is honoring of life, honors our free will, honors all free will, um, it's almost like you take some of the worry and doubt over the experience of taking that leap uh, forward in your journey and in your consciousness. Okay, nice. Trusting yourself, it continues to be a huge issue. Um, not issue in a bad way, but I guess opportunity. We have the ability to truly trust the source energy that we are from within our human experience, within our body suit, is just that's where the game starts to really get even more and more interesting. Um, there's no reason to be bored <laughs> as far as I can see. And what I'm seeing with, with my work in my own life and in uh, the work that I'm doing with, um, with others, it's just literally uh, the game-changing moments are becoming more and more rapid and more and more, um, I want to say meaningful. Depth, the depth of the, the revelations are, are more like, oh, my God, wow, I think, oh, my God, did you just say what I think you said? Or did I just hear in my own, in my own field, not literally hear, but did I just sense what I literally just sensed? Um, we have so much support right now for incredibly game-changing behavior because it's time. And as some of you know from my previous work, I am so not uh, here for the purpose of just swapping the the pieces of the puzzle or the uh, the like um, in chess. I don't want to just switch the the who is the winner to the loser and the loser to the winner. Um, some are here experiencing that timeline and literally consciously or even unconsciously creating that timeline where it's the same game board, it's the same energetic grid system, and they're just swapping the players. All of a sudden, the white becomes the black, and the black becomes the white in the chess pieces. The pawns. And then there's another group of us. 
that are literally here to change the game board. That we are not only restoring the vibrational range to what it was prior to the separation age, but we are actually expanding what it ever has meant to be human. That we are allowing more freedom, more authority based in light to be consciously known, embodied, and animated in human form. Yeah. That's why we call it the Platinum Age, because it's not a repetition of even energy ranges available from a previous Golden Age. Uh, it needed a new name, <laughs> since it's something new. Um, and I know some walk around with the truth and belief system that th there's nothing new. Everything has already been thought of. Everything has already been done um, in some time-space continuum, even if it wasn't here. That just doesn't sound like source to me. That doesn't, e that doesn't even make sense to me, <laughs> let alone it doesn't feel right to me and my true system and what I'm wired to be in this reality as my soul self and as my uh, divine consciousness, as my soul's blueprint, as my soul signature. Source energy is always curious about what else it can be, what else it can experience, what else it can feel. It's, it's, that's what makes it infinite. It's not a bound there's, there's not a boundary in my experiencing source energy and how I know source energy. So play with your own truths and beliefs about what feels right to you. We live, there are aspects of relativity here in terms of what we get to choose. I believe there are fixed constants regarding, uh, sorry, fixed constants regarding source energy and that source energy is love, source energy is 100% light, and those sorts of things. And yet, in this reality that we created for Earth, we get to pretend we're not God. We forget that we're God. So that source energy connection for that that age of the cycle is intentionally blocked. It's intentionally like bifurcated. It doesn't change the source identity still being the root of who and what all life is, including you, but it changes the experience. And one thing that um, my team shared with me that I like to say is, don't confuse experience with identity. <laughs> don't confuse your experiencing yourself as perhaps feeling small, unconscious, powerless, those sorts of things with the identity, the eternal identity of yourself as source energy. Yeah, pretty amazing. <sighs> okay, so let's take some nice deep breaths here and let me see if there's anything else related to the, uh, <laughs> related to the current energy flows to mention. <sighs> okay. Okay. They're just asking me to point out that you'll notice I don't really talk about full moon cycles or any other lunar cycles. I don't really, I don't talk about astrology um, and different, you know, uh, uh, physical alignments of the, the sun relative to the planetary positions and things like that. Number one is because I didn't choose to be an astrologer in this lifetime and I didn't choose to be a numerologist in this lifetime. Those are choices about divinity tools and what you choose to work with. Um, when you are wanting and desiring and wired yourself to be in service to others. There's a whole bunch of different ways that we can do that, and some are more naturally suited to us than others. Those aren't my, that's that's not what I was passionate about or desire to, like, master myself um, as, as Jill. That's not what I desire to learn um, or remember. 
So I like that in a way because you can get that from so many other amazing numerologists, astrologists, and all those things. So rather than have me kind of like add into this what others, what you can get elsewhere, it just doesn't feel like an additive kind of value. <laughs> um, so I just approach things in a really unique way. It's super fun when what we do talk about in terms of amplifications of energies and when it feels like some of us may be in a bit of a hiatus, uh, you know, integrating a previous a previous expansion cycle, that it happens to line up with what a numerologist sees or an astrologist sees regarding planetary positions or lunar cycles. So I like that. I come at it from just a, a different perspective, a different reference point a different angle and then as uh, as discerning uh, recipients you guys can package it together with whatever you want to um, or nothing else and just allow your source energy to connect and allow you to discern what feels right and, and uplifting and meaningful and relevant and applicable to you okay alrighty okay hmm Okay. Um, the other thing that they're asking me to add here is that the game-changing nature really does um, equate to a whole other incarnation. There are cycles that are happening so rapidly with respect to our upliftment that those moments when you wake up and you feel like you're a new version of yourself, that is enough of an energetic shift that it is in relation to the magnitude of a brand new incarnation of you, okay? So, said another way, what used to take multiple human incarnations to experience and expand and re-hyphen member and re-hyphen store is now happening uh, in one in one incarnation. We don't even need to start out as babies again. <laughs> How perfect is this? Um, this is natural for a shift. This is, well, an uplifting shift versus a downcycling shift. In an upcycling shift, this is very common. Um, we do it we do it this way quite often. And the other aspect is that the um, the rapid rate of evolution can be felt within your human consciousness. So literally, human evolution takes a jump up where it may have seemed kind of steady, and then all of a sudden it takes a it takes like a leap upward in in you know abilities and sense of purpose and value add outward reflected in humanity those sorts of things. Um, this is one of the one of the ways by which that happens. So. So when you wake up or you just all of a sudden feel like a big aha moment and you feel like it's life-changing, you probably mean that more literally <laughs> than just figuratively. It's like a whole new life kind of card in a way, a life structure that you get to update and upgrade yourself into while maintaining everything else you brought with you. It's all of purpose. It's all of value. Everything you've ever known about yourself, every single thing you've ever experienced in your human journey can be brought into the alignment in your perception that it fits with the light of source energy, the creator being that you are. Okay? Every single thing. So I know that there's a lot of teachings out there that have us, you know, ripping and pulling and dismantling in a destructive, almost feeling sort of way where you feel a sense of void. That is not necessary. You don't need to shun anything about your experience. There's a whole different way of doing it where you bring it all back in to there's a reason, there's a purpose for it, even if you don't humanly understand it. 
There's nothing about you that doesn't fit with the loving source energy of you. Nothing. Don't leave anything out. Trying to leave some part of you in your human awareness out of your experience and out of your light expansion is going to be very draining, I would guess unsatisfying, and I don't even know if it's successful. Given the timeline that I see that, that a group like this, you and I together, are creating, whether we're doing it a whole new way. So if something doesn't feel right to you that you've been trying or someone else offered to you, you get to discern. You're the one with the authority over your life. You are. Okay? And I know that takes some practice for some of us to uh, to reconnect that sense of um, trusting ourselves like we were talking about before and restoring our authority. But that's, that's, for me, the biggest part of this timeline that we're on is the restoration of sovereignty within the human structure, the restoration of the divine human's natural, inherent birthright, which is sovereignty self-authority, free will. And at that vibrational range where you access your sovereignty, you're automatically in a state of love and grace of source energy. You're not needing to push anyone else down so that you can move up. It literally is expansive from you, taking everything you've already known about yourself, expanding it outward, and it's expansive for the collective. By its very nature, it is. No need for manipulation, control, lies, deceit, um, trickery. We've tried that before, haven't we? <laughs> oh, yes. Not we individually, even as parallel realities, but or parallel uh, journeys, like past lives, quote-unquote, but just as a collective, humanity has done that before. So it's like a been there, done that. We're doing that in some, in some realms of, of humanity. Um, I'm going to pause and get a drink here. You may want to do the same. <laughs> when you're watching the video, you'll see I keep looking up. Um, there are these amazing cliffs behind our house, even at our, our new house since we moved. There's these foothills of the, the mountain range that's, well, they're not huge mountains, but they are mountains in, um, in Boise, Idaho, in the USA where I live. And the turkey vultures that are way, way up there near a cliff, they are so small. They look like a, a regular kind of small blackbird or starling. So they're way up there. Beautiful. Lots of them just enjoying the weather. Nice. Okay. <sighs> okay, that feels complete in terms of current energy flows. Uh, let's rotate our shoulders. Oh, a little bit. Stretching, pulling your shoulders down away from your ears. And then maybe moving your ears from one side to the other. Ah. <sighs> Okay, nicely done. All right, so special topic. All right, exploring the divine technology. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't wait to see what we do here. <laughs> okay, all right. So again, I'm just going deep within my heart utilizing that connection to source energy that I that I am. 
And I always feel like this, almost like a welling up of, uh, like a wave of energy coming up from within my heart space into my upper chakra, into my communication center. It feels like a, like a whoosh. There are so many resources at your um, use. You brought them all with you. They're not static. They're not rigid. They are purely dynamic. And what you brought with you, everything you need from a divine technology, from an energy pattern uh, type of uh, format or concept, literally is coded within you. It's coded within your physical structure. It's coded within your your antimatter, your metaphysical structures. And the more and more in connection you feel with your light body, the more in sync, literally in in synchronization and in harmony, you will feel with the divine technology that you brought with you uniquely. Let's pause here for a moment. This wasn't what our partner was expecting, but um, we're going to do this right here because the main challenge that most of you are facing is exactly that integration. There's something about the concept of humanity being light in form that seems to not fit. And all of that disconnect is mentally oriented and belief in truth and um, uh, belief structure, truth structure, value structure um, related. Can you believe that it's possible to be eternally light source energy that chose to be human, that chose to be you in this timeline amidst everything else that you see, witness, and experience in your world. Can you believe that's possible? That's a fundamental requirement that you not only believe it's possible, but that you claim it as your truth. That you are light source energy, 100% pure Every iota of you loving in your source energy and that you are human and that they do go together. They not only can go together, they do go together. But that integration of light in form, of spirit in form, is something that is unique to each and every one of you listening or watching this. There are so many different ways that this can be done. There are key moments that each of you have or have had or maybe even just recently had where it just clicks. There's just something about the way that you hear something or notice something in yourself 
we are just all of a sudden, it doesn't feel separate anymore. Where all of a sudden, there is this literal ascensionary moment where you all of a sudden see, oh my God, the light of the source energy, the light of the supreme being, the supreme creator, is a part of who I am. There was nothing I could have, there was nothing I couldn't have even tried to do to separate from that. The only thing that was separate was my awareness of it. You are fully capable of rejoining your light body with your human field in consciousness. And there's a lot of expectations about what that means and what that looks like. And we just ask you to notice any parts of you that are frustrated. Because in those moments of frustration, you we see you force-fitting what it's supposed to feel like to be spirit in form. So when your mind, your beautiful mind, kiss-kissed, your beautiful brain, especially the left hemisphere, when it's saying, but if I were spirit in form, then this would be happening, it would look like this, it would feel like that, um, this wouldn't be happening, that wouldn't be happening, it's trying to project its idea of what source is and what source would be in human form on your experience and it's hijacking the entire process because what it's basically telling you based on the limited information it has is no you're not you're not source energy because you still got mad the other day or you haven't got this figured out or you can't pay your bills yet or you've got all this physical crap going on in you. You're not source. Source isn't that. But the thing is, it is. None of the experiences here in this reality deny the light of God that you are. None of it. So I love your brain, <laughs> but I also hope that you fire it <laughs> and or at least demote it <laughs> from the job of telling you whether you are source energy or not, because it can't see it. The brain was standard issued equipment that you were born into for the separation age, and it is being rewired and retuned and reconfigured rejiggered, as my, my, one of my grandfathers would say, rejiggered, uh, to work with the light-based experiences and the light-based technology. That isn't the standard-issued equipment. So it takes some time with the consciousness of light to adjust your brain to get it comfortable with what it is to be source and form. So there's no but to the statement, to the declaration, and to the eternal truth that you are light. You've always been light, and you will always be light, no matter where you are, in what reality, on what timeline. Nothing and no one can deny the light of source energy that you are. But it's your job to claim it. Because if you don't claim it, it doesn't happen. If you don't declare that you are light, then a whole host of other experiences are offered in this reality. 
Are any of them bad? Well, that depends on your value system. I personally am not okay with famine, hate, war, um, deceit, uh, trickery, those sorts of things, maliciousness. Um, there's a whole host of things that I personally don't enjoy <laughs> about unconscious behavior and unconsciousness. But that's for you to decide. Are you okay with that? Do you want those other experiences to be something that you are um, choosing to make your reality, to choose to to own that like it's an identity versus an experience that's available here in this very carefully crafted reality that we call Earth. Don't confuse experience with identity. And the brain probably wants to go, wait, what is she talking about? We're talking to your heart-centered technology at this point. The part of you that just knows things that it's never learned in your humanness, that just knows, that just is wisdom, ancient, timeless even, wisdom of source that's operating from the codes that you had before you even got here, that you brought with you for this experience and for this reality, possibly even for this moment right now to help you learn to expand beyond the vibration and energy patterns of a beautiful but semi-conscious brain. You can claim the light of God that you are in your identity, your sense of self, even without understanding what that is, what that means, what that has to mean, because the fact is that you get to decide what it means, what it will mean to you. That's, that's, wait, that's your creator energy that gets to play in that space. And others can offer their experiences and what they possibly see in you. But what matters so much more is what do you see in yourself? How do you want to see yourself? Because there's no limitations and capabilities there. Nothing. There's no limitation in your your pre-wiring of what you have available to know yourself and experience yourself as source energy. And it doesn't always look like what we think it will. Think of all the things that we, especially in spiritual communities and, and or consciousness communities, had expected or maybe still expect light in form to look like. Um, you know, I just, I think of the, and we've shared about this in recent months, particularly the August, or no, the September, it was the September 2014 um, gifted webinar and a remembering workshop too, that there's just so many things that we we thought wouldn't be part of our personal experience even um, once we are all that, whatever that is, when I'm conscious in the light of God that I am, I won't have any medical issues. I won't have any financial challenges. I won't have any um, dirty looks at the grocery store. Um, all of my relationships would be perfect. There's just all of these things that we may have expected things to look like or feel like. And then even though we recognize that we are eternally light in, in human form, we are spirit in form, it's like, hmm, <laughs> I 
I did get a rude checker at the grocery store. How? Well, 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 did I do something wrong? And that's where there's a whole bunch of strategies I, I have to offer there related to not taking it personally um, and not trying to overanalyze every single aspect of this reality. Um, we do still have viruses available in this reality. We do still have cancer um, as, um, I want to say an option, but I don't mean that in terms of like choosing it, like, oh, I want cancer. Um, but I think we all know somebody that is a beautiful demonstration of light that is having a hard time with something. So your possibly newfound awareness that there's still light, even though they've got that challenge, maybe you can be the one that helps see them as the light of God that they are even amidst that, whatever it is, that seems like it's something that shouldn't be happening to somebody that has remembered their true identity. Or maybe it's you. Maybe it's your own life. Maybe it's the own, your own application of grace to your own self, to your own human experience that is um, being contemplated by you right now. I know for me, applying that grace, literally allowing myself to feel and know the unconditional love of source energy from me, through me, to me, by me, applied to me, it just feels so good. Because stuff happens <laughs> in this reality. And unconsciousness and energy patterns of unconsciousness are still available here. And I don't know what we'll create in terms of um, as things progress and go forward um, in our linear time as more and more of us are knowing ourselves as the light of God. I know our creator ability increases. I know our consciousness increases. I know our sense of thriving increases. And I know our ability to play more with energies, play with energy patterns, um, and kind of deconstruct some of the things that felt like a challenge to go at them another way. Um, think about thinking about them another way, um, allowing more light in them, um, which maybe we hadn't before, and that's what we talked about in September. But just literally flooding ourselves with the light of us eternally, it, the infinite, never-ending was always there part of us, the eternal nature of who and what we are applying that and giving ourselves room that, that that fits and that we can actually use it, and I would say should use it, please use it, to everything in this reality, not in a mentally oriented way, but just allowing the love, the unconditional love and grace and wisdom to flow in everything and anything that's going on in your life, that it can be dramatically assisting in creating a life of thriving and upward spiraling energies. That's not just for your own benefit, but for the benefit of the collective. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Okay. All right. Let me get um, pause and get a drink here, and then we'll we'll go back. We'll go back to this and see what what what's part two here.
Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. So we did have a topic, and I'm totally okay if we end up not going here. Um, Metatron is joining us here <laughs> to help with this part about making it more concrete with the uh, not concrete in a fixated way, but more clear, like a clear window kind of way <laughs> in terms of exploring the divine technology. <sighs> Thank you. Of course. <laughs> We've actually been sharing with you right on topic about the divine technology that is light, that is you, encouraging you to explore that in ways that are relevant and tangible. Because this isn't just water cooler, philosophical or theological conversation. This is life. This is your life that we want to assist with and offer key strategies for being light and form and not only considering yourselves as light and form, but knowing yourself as light and form. Living your life as light and form. The mastery that we see in this group is captivating. It's impressive. It's, we're awestruck with not only how you crafted your journey, how you uniquely wired your light to be so that it would be as readily received into your human form as possible, but also how beautifully we see those experiences where you are literally knowing yourself totally lit up like the light and form that you are. Completely transformational. Transformational. Transforming what it means to be human. Transforming your energy patterns in that moment at all layers of self. Applying the divine technology that you brought with you, that's coded within you. Every single one of you brought along for your human journey, a unique set of technologies to, hmm, there's so many benefits to this, we want to point those out too. It makes sense as the masters that, that we know you as, that we know you, yeah, we know you as masters. Uh, the mastery that you are, it's no surprise to us that you didn't do everything the same way. Even though there was there were technologies that you could pick from, you all honed it in your own way. The level of variety <laughs> that you have literally on planet right now in the matter and the antimatter dimensions of Earth, the level of technology is just delightful. It's a treasure trust. <laughs> it's a treasure trove of divine codes. <laughs> um, pick what works. Leave aside what doesn't. You don't need to force fit anything. There's more than enough to choose from. Trust us. <laughs> Trust yourself on that, more importantly. But the ability for you to literally experiment what seems to be working best for you, to feel the light that you are, 
light to us feels literally lighthearted. It feels effortless. It feels easy. It feels natural. Oh, like in a, oh, I've been waiting my whole life kind of natural kind of way. Like I knew it could be this good. I just, I just didn't know how to get here. And then all of a sudden you just have it. Okay. The openness that you feel in that moment. There's an openness, a trust, trusting yourself, trusting God, however you want to look at it. In those moments of you allowing the light to just like click, like a hand in a glove, into your reality, into your consciousness, into all the layers of your technological grid systems, that's you, to your unique source field amidst the source field. That natural integration of light in your form, your light in your form, happens in a state of trust, a state of openness, and not trying to force fit and not trying to understand. The less you try to understand what is happening and why it's happening, the more easily it will happen because the brain doesn't have the codes. It's your heart that has the codes. The brain can catch up and ask questions later, but it it isn't the assembler <laughs> of this process. That's your soul self. That's where your soul self comes in. But how do I do it? If there is that question going on within you, but how do I do it? But how do I do it? And it's especially if it's accompanied by a frustration, a sense of agitation or irritation or impatience, allow your brain to literally be heard. Tell it right now if it's saying that that's what we're going to figure out. But you may not get the answers prior to doing it. We may arrive at the destination, if you will, before you figured out the map to get there. That's how this works. Allow your brain to relax. That it doesn't need to have the map to get to the experience that you are light. We'll be offering a special meditation activation to do our part in, along with all the other meditations and activations that we've done that do the same thing, <laughs> to help you relax into the light-based energy that you are and helping you feel that, okay? And then afterwards, some, well, during it, some of you have amazing experiences and then you put that that jolly old thinking cap back on and it, it's over. <laughs> hmm. That's a related experience. <laughs> you may want to notice that, that uh, correlation there. It's not a spurious correlation. It is a legitimate cause and effect. When you try to put the thinking cap, the thought processes back in engaged mode um, while you're in the bliss of the light that you are, everything locks up again because it's because the brain hasn't been given a new role, a new assignment in the context of being light in form. So that's, that's your job. <laughs> you get to do that. And we know you can. Just by telling it, it doesn't need to know all the answers that it has questions to. Okay. Mm. Okay. So the divine technology is, it's not just one thing. Human technology, um, the definition of technology in a human context is much more um, 
limited in range, but to us, your soul signature is a, is a divine technology. Your light-based integration uh, pattern or process or concept is a divine technology. Your application of light in specific situations in your human life, divine technology. Your capability of recreating and fine-tuning the technologies from here um, with the assistance of your soul signature, that itself is a divine technology. In other words, tuning the divine technology is also a divine technology. They're all, there are so many layers of it. There are so many threads to it, and there's no end to it. You are adjusting your codes in real time from a deeper version of yourself, your soul signature. So when, when your higher self, to use a word that's common to a lot of you, um, to your higher self, if she or he, it's beyond gender, oh, Jill's frustrated with the words, okay. To your most expanded self, your eternally knowing, eternally loving self, notices when you are feeling like you want more, when you are feeling like you can't get enough, when you're feeling dissatisfied, when you're feeling like something doesn't work, or in a more positive vein, that something could be working better, that you're looking for improvement <coughs> in a certain area, your most expanded self is adjusting things with you. There's galactic council meetings. There's galactic events, uh, not in the time-space continuum, but in, in, the, in the beyond space-time, in the antimatter realms, um, where there's discussions and strategies and meetings that take place to evolve and adjust anything and everything that you're asking for an adjustment with. So the standard issued equipment of codes isn't even the same <laughs> as it was a second ago <laughs> in your linear time. It's constantly being updated. The reason we tell you that is that the level of amplification with the same process can be that much bigger and bolder and more like ah, kind of jolting to you in terms of your connection with your light-based frequencies and energy patterns. Secondly, things that you had tried before or that you thought would work before that didn't, you may feel led, you may feel led from within by synchronicity, serendipity, whatever, to explore it again. Listen to your heart. Listen to yourself in that passion, in that desire to want to try things a new way, another way, or even an old way <laughs> that you thought didn't work or never would never work for you. Careful with those numbers. <laughs> okay. All right. <clears throat> All right. So divine technology has antimatter layers and matter layers. The antimatter precedes the matter. Um, the divine technology adjustments happen in the antimatter layers of you before it happens, before it manifests, before it settles into the physical layers of you. So the physical dimensions, not just of you in your humanness, but also the outward reflection of physical uh, form um, in the reality that you see with your eyes and hear with your ears and touch with your hands. That is a lagging indicator of what's happening in the in the etheric realms. So your your beliefs are etheric, your truths are etheric, your um, 
your sense of self, your sense of identity, your senses, literally, are the antimatter, the etheric. Um, those happen first. So see, your brain, do you see what's happening here? Your brain is saying, but that's not real because, and it's got this checklist that it probably uses, related to the, what the five human senses are experiencing. But the five human senses haven't, you haven't created the experience possibly yet in terms of how it will look to you in the physical. Did you hear what we just said? You haven't created the experience yet of what it will feel like or look like or sound like in the physical layers of you. So the brain is saying, you know, it's, it's looking for an outcome that hasn't, hasn't been created yet by you. <laughs> so again, it's just a <laughs> training the brain to operate in a new found way of experiencing yourself. Because when you are creating solutions from the inside out, guided by your God self, it is going to be experienced in a totally different way. And it will almost surprise your brain. It will be like, oh, where, where did that come from? Did I, did I, wait a minute, we didn't even get to we didn't even get to help. <laughs> like, an, like an obstinate child. We didn't get to help carve the pumpkins. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you get to enjoy the pumpkins once they're carved. <laughs> anyway. So it will feel left out. And that's why it's so in your face. If you're still not in harmony and balance yet with those mental-based uh, technology, kind of based energy systems. Okay. So the brain needs a new job in order to not hijack and not stall your continuing expansion of light and form. Okay. You make the codes unique the minute that you are open to receiving them. Open to receiving them from within or the shared kind of codes that happen in the, the etheric grid systems that connect humans to humans, humans to the all that is. Um, the overall grid systems that connect the reality, this reality to other realities, those codes that are transferring back and forth literally in like a quantum time, not even in linear time. Um, there is a, a personalization that you naturally do once they're brought into your field. And it's important to recognize that, that your experience even in a meditation or an activation that, that someone or something offered is going to be unique and special to you. And that's your soul signature kind of coming in to assist because that's its job in this reality. It's not your human, it's not the human, human technology's job to decode and unpack these technological um, kind of assimilations, encodements, there's so many different words we could use here. Um, that's not the human's job, and that's another reason why the human brain can feel left out, because it is left out of this process. It's on the etheric level. But part of the etheric wiring that is you as your human, more the, the light-based energy and technologies, that is what's driving that process. It's noticing there is a process. It's asking for assistance with that process. It's, it's the, where the mastery comes in. And it's beyond the human-issued equipment, okay? Now, in the process of allowing more of that light within, every single layer of the physical grid systems gets affected in a positive way. 
it gets completely recalibrated as a result of the light that's known and re-identified within the human, within you. So the physical structure is changing and has been changing for those of you that, that have felt in harmony with your light body for years. You know your body is changing. Your physical body isn't what it was before. And yet there are benefits to still having two arms and two legs. <laughs> so there are some components of the human human grid system and human anatomy that are still still feeling like the right approach <laughs> for a lot of you. Okay. Okay. Feel free to explore the technology. Feel free to explore the light that you are. Your joys, your passions will guide you always. Notice the shoulds and the I need tos that may feel like a joy or a passion, but they're not. But you've tried to been trying to been, have been trying to convince yourself that they're a joy or a passion because it's someone else's joy or passion. You may want to notice that <laughs> because that discernment is going to be key for you. Because where are you? For those of you that are. Well, everyone's in the process of expanding because there's no bound. There's no boundary to how far this, this light-based energy can go in human form given what you structured for this Platinum Age set of blueprints. As more and more of you are consciously allowing more of that light energy into your form, you will first and most readily feel it in the areas that are your joy and are your passions. And then once you recognize that and hone that and have a way of stabilizing and centering your light based on those joys and passions, the things where it comes naturally to you to be in light. Then you can begin to play with that light in the other parts of your experience. One perfect example of this is recently when our partner um, experienced shingles, um, which is a chickenpox related uh, virus, and she was playing with light the whole time. Um, amidst the pain of the experience, amidst the, <laughs> the temporary disfiguration <laughs> that she had on her face from that experience. I mean, she was literally playing in the light simultaneously the whole time. So it, it, it's almost like it, it benefits some, and we don't want to repeat previous messages because our partner doesn't like it when we do that, but because you can go to the archives if you want that and time is precious. Um, but the ability for you to bring your light, that's where your light is working well, bring that in to all these other experiences where you feel like you're looking for improvement or looking for solutions or a new way to feel in joy or in thriving amidst that, whatever that is. Okay? Leaving light out or deciding for yourself that light can't be in alignment with something like having shingles, with something like um, being in debt, um, that's your choice in blocking your light in those experiences. Of course, our question to you would be why? <laughs> what is it about the human reality that makes you that makes you determined that it can't be in alignment with light? Remember what we said earlier? Are you really sure you want to do it that way? What if you just gave it a try to let the love in your heart into any and all of those experiences, to look at them a new way, to look at yourself in that 
experience in a new way, to look at the other if there's another person in a new way. That's what creates the whole new game board. In the polarity of a 3D and a 4D, where the timeline creation is about changing the game pieces, flipping the sides of the game board, um, from the black becomes the white, the white becomes the black, the winners become the losers, the losers become the winners, right? In that experience, there's still someone to hate, and there's still someone or something to oppose. There's a trap involved in this. And that's that you need to be neutral about everything and anything. That you need to find a state of neutrality to avoid polarity, to avoid opposition. Our partner tried that. But she just couldn't find a way be neutral about things like famine and poverty and hate. She just couldn't do it. So she raised her hand, metaphorically, said, I don't think this is going to work for me. I don't think this approach to being spiritual, where I have to not care, where I have to be completely indifferent at some sort of zero-point frequency about things that are just wrong to me. And we heard her. And we wanted to help find a way. So we all got together, including probably all of you, and started reconfiguring what it meant, what it could mean, to allow light to be in form along with a value system that isn't dogmatic and isn't forced upon others but operates freely within that being and can be updated and upgraded as needed but could allow the light in amidst a very strong set of opinions that are known as value systems about what's okay and what's not okay to be and to see in human form. So for those of you that have been struggling with that, just know that there's a whole new set of divine technologies just waiting for you. If that, like our partner, doesn't suit you, if you just can't find a way to be neutral, with some of the stuff that happens on earth. Unconsciousness is a strange form of divine technology. And when a powerful aspect of source energy is operating and behaving in a way where it doesn't know it's God, it doesn't have a concept of God, or of love. It does some pretty interesting things, doesn't it? 
So none of it denies its source connection, the fact that it is eternally light. It just doesn't look anything like light in the context of a reality like Earth, where you have the divine privilege of experiencing yourselves as unique aspects of God. So we're not asking you to fall in love with the concept of hate or famine or war or anything else that just can't be brought into alignment with love and light that you feel in yourself as an embodiment of. But we're asking you to hold space. For the source energy that still is the root of a person or a form or non-form of anything that would be participating in or even perpetuating something like famine or hate or war. To her partner, it is definitely a truth and is her reality that there was a being in human form known as Jesus Christ, also known as Yeshua and other names, that was in human form, that was on a cross, and that did die on that cross. And to her partner, it is still very true that he uttered these words. father part though <laughs> forgive them for they know not what they do and that's the source of the unconditional love that is God they're unconscious of their behavior which is why they're behaving in the way that they are their divine consciousness would not be doing probably a lot of the things <laughs> that it's doing. But that viewpoint, that perspective, can allow you to find a space within yourself that is loving, and it's unconditionally loving amidst everything that's going on on the earthly plane, while simultaneously not wanting to even share space with some of these other humans that are acting so unconsciously. So unconditionally loving from this context doesn't mean you want to hang out with everybody. It doesn't mean you can easily appreciate their version of animation of source energy, even consciously, by the way, conscious or unconscious. There are things that resonate with you, and they resonate with you for a reason based on your divine technology, based on your passions, based on your desires, and based on your interests. It's confusing, and we totally get that. We completely feel compassion that it is confusing. And can you just allow it to be confusing? Because being confused, again, doesn't have to deny the fact that you are eternally wise, that you are eternally loving, and that there's a, a more expanded slash deeper version of you that isn't confused <laughs> by what's going on.
going on. That it's okay, that there's a human understanding that may you may feel a gap. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that none of you knows. That doesn't mean that none of you can appreciate um, what's going on in the broader context of things. Hmm. Okay. We're just having our partner go look at her notes for this to see if there's anything else that will we in combination with her will be prompted to share. Define technology, what it is. We feel satisfied with that. How it is put to use in ascension and upliftment cycles like the one underway on Earth at this time. And expansion of our mastery. Yes. From our perspective, we did that. <laughs> we offer that. Okay. You're welcome. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So play with your light where it's already working, and then play with your light in the areas where you don't feel like it's working. Expect amazing outcomes. Expect new endings. Um, allow yourself to feel excited like um, a kid with a new toy or a kid with a new tool to play with. And, of course, that tool is the light that you are. That hopefully this new perspective of unconditional love in the realities of Earth <laughs> has, an, has, a, has a fresh meaning to you so you don't have to beat yourself up anymore about the the dudes and dudettes that you may not want to hang out with that much, <laughs> even though you do find a deeper appreciation and honor for the, who and what they are. It's it's all okay. <sighs> okay. And you letting yourself be okay with that is the piece of the puzzle to be applied, if you choose. Okay. All right. Let's rotate our shoulders. Mm. Mm. Okay. Helping us make sense of what we already have. (laughs) That's what Metatron just said that we did. We're helping you make sense of what you already have. (laughs) Very good. Okay. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Okay. Okay. And then the application part is where we get to play. Each of us, in our own lives, in what, in what we individually see. Okay, very good. <sighs> All right. Okay, let me jump over to the Q&A box and see if there's anything that jumps out at me that I feel like wanting to share here. Okay. Hmm. Yasmina from Munich is saying, Dear Jill, more than ever these days, it becomes obvious how we shift and change the entirety of all that is. If it is that all those former veils and membranes with which we lived, separation are collapsing. I see the actual change in reality every day. Thanks to you, dear Jill, for 
doing it and hosting this event, further amplifying all our impulses. Love, Yasmina. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. And Shay um, had asked earlier, how do I ask a question? You can ask a question right, right where you asked that question, <laughs> in the same box. Okay. Hmm. Okay, beautiful. All right, so for those that are typing, I'll give you a few minutes here. And then in a couple minutes, um, uh, I will, I'll see. I'll see when I feel led to start the meditation activation to, uh, to close it with. Um, Marcy. Hello, Marcy. I'm coming over. Okay. Hi, Marcy. How are you? Well, hi, Jill. Can you hear me? I can. It feels so good to hear your voice. Oh, Jill. Thank you, thank you, thank you for saying that, and thank you for this incredible call. Oh, you're so welcome. I have something that I actually experienced three days ago mm. that that can everything you just said on this entire call. Mm. I, I've written copious notes as I. <laughs> so excited because I experienced it. Okay, let me try and remain calm because I get kind of excited when I start going. Um, three days ago, I had what at first, of course, because I knew at this divine technology stuff, okay, in the moment, but I had what I thought was a terrible tragedy with a confrontation with my 12-year-old granddaughter. Her blessed name is Sophia, and she is such a light being in her radiance. But she, there was an, how do I synopsis? There was an, it was so intense, it happened so fast, that I was like spun. She started smart-mathing, terribly disrespectful to her mother, and it was like, all of a sudden, which is so not like me, I mean, it's just beyond me, I stepped in. It was so, and of course, I thought at first, for the first 24 hours, I cried because I thought I did something really bad. Okay, I didn't. The confrontation got really ugly. I said things, but what I did was, when my granddaughter turned on me because I made the statement, hold it, you cannot talk this way in front of me. And she switched and, and attacked me. I kind of like went out of body. And instead of reacting from the old third self, old way, which would have made, which would have slapped her across the face. Mm -hmm. That was that would have been reacting. Mm -hmm. I realized, Jeff, my I am responded. I stood up, and again, it was so bizarre. I stood up. She stood up with me. I to I the intensity of two Scorpios. I the grandmother. And she just having her 12th birthday on the 28th of October. Eye to eye bore down on each other. What I did was I was saying some things like, you don't, you do not know what you're saying. And 
Okay, this is the physical part that's tripping me about the divine technology. This is what I experienced. It was like I was observing while in it, and my right arm, my right arm was a wing. The wing, I could feel space. Okay, I'll just explain it. My right arm came out and went and wrapped around her head, not her neck, but the top portion of her head, like a wing. I could actually feel space. And this is so weird to try to explain it. I could feel space between my body and hers. I was not, I was not um, squeezing, not trying at all ever to harm her. I wrapped my wing around her and started bringing my own body down to the ground with her. She struggled. There was a struggle. But at no time did I feel that I was hurting her. I kept saying, I kept saying, surrender, surrender, surrender. Okay. Okay. It was crazy. It was just amazing. What I see, okay, so my daughter stepped in at that point, and you know, she, my granddaughter went out the door, and I went hypervigilant because I didn't know what had just happened. Wow. And my my Marcy self was, was panicking, crying, mm-hmm. screaming, oh, my God, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe mm-hmm. I just said that. Uh, finding fault with thinking that I did something wrong, mm-hmm. you know, that's, but what it, what it, and it's been three days, Jill, of this, of uh, staying with this. I have not spoken to any of the family. Mm. I just came home and I've been with this thing for three days. Yesterday, I was in bed all day with crushing head pain. Mm. My eyes, I could not see. I could not open my eyes and my neck hurt so bad. I mm. literally, literally was in bed all day. Mm. Today, I woke up. My head is fine. I am sore, mm. but my head is fine. My heart is clear. I am balanced. And I was, like, so excited about coming on to this call. Mm. And now I am totally understanding that whole what I thought was a, ter- a, a terrible experience. Mm. I'm seeing it from my light body self mm. in and I, oh my gosh I, I I I can actually say that I am feeling that light I, you know I know what you know I know you know what I'm saying <laughs> it's amazing I, it's amazing yeah it's hard to explain it yeah it is now one thing that I would um, I would want to offer you is that the being, the staying in the body may feel, I mean, whenever, I mean, when is this going to happen again, right? But as cycles right. like this happen where we're witnessing somebody and we're just like, whoa, 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 I, I want to say something. I want to intervene. I just, I don't want to be just a, just a passerby, you know, not a, a silent observer in the situation. And that's what happened for you. You felt like you wanted to act. You felt like you wanted to, to, 
experience it in an in an active way on behalf of your daughter and I would say on behalf of your granddaughter um, to help her see what's okay and what's not okay from your family's value system probably. Um, when you well, that, was say, the, that was the intent. That yeah. Was the intent. Yes. Exactly. And then the how it played out part. I mean, you get to decide what feels comfortable to you, what what you know, what you'd want to do differently next time, and all those things. Um, you know, what your value system is in terms of physical versus non-physical interaction, and all of those things. Um, because of the fact that I mean, these bodies are delicate, and even though the the wing and that kind of thing, somebody could get hurt unintentionally. You know what yes, I mean? Absolutely. But no one did get hurt, right? Did no you? No one got hurt. Was her no hair even was her hair even messed up? <laughs> well, we were both. You know, we were we were both emotionally hurt. Yeah. And, and you know all of that because it was it was a physical. Uh, it, uh, I mean, I don't place hands on. I know. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, just from. I mean, it yeah. Was, so, so beyond, you know, like I'm going to come in. Okay, on a on an earthly level. Right. I'm going to come in now and 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 call my granddaughter and daughter this evening, and I'm going to meet with them, hmm. and I'm going to get this all really cleaned up. Uh, anyway, on that part. Yeah. But beyond that is and what I was trying to share. Yeah. Was I now I see this whole encounter completely differently. Mm. Yeah. And I also am trying to say that I actually physically experience a complete I could. Uh, oh gosh. Do you I feel like Marcy? Do you feel like you were taken over? Yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. And here's my question: Are you okay with feeling that way? Do you want it to happen like that again, or would you like to try it differently next time? Oh, I'm going to try it differently next time. I okay. know it can happen now. Yeah. I don't want to do it in a, in a, in that kind okay. of way. Okay. That's exactly it, Jill. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I love your awareness okay. of that. Yeah. Yes. Yes, because okay. that was kind of an ugly, ugly thing. Okay, got I, it. I now know that that happened because I said this in my writing. Yeah. I feel like I left and my, I was channeling my daughter's anger. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, the Ooh. words that I was wow. saying to some respect. Anyway, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, that's yeah. important. Yeah. I'm, I love your awareness of that because I know for me, this the ascension process that I'm that I'm a part of and the timelines I'm creating and all those things is so much about the restoration of our sovereignty. So yeah. it's not about taking on other people's challenges and, and vocalizing yeah. on their behalf or fixing their battles or any of those things. Uh, so so yeah. I love it that you had that experience and now you can reflect on it and go, Okay, nobody got hurt, that's good. But next yeah. time, this is how I want to do it. And the key, right when you said, I felt like I left my body, that's when I totally. knew that something different was going to go on than what you would, than what you would consciously or maybe even subconsciously choose. Because it was Absolutely. so, being out of the ordinary for yourself, just for, for not just you, Marcy, but, you know, for the others that may not be aware. When we act out of the ordinary of ourselves, and it, it's not something that we like, then I ask you to really, like, 
pause at another time, just like Marcy's been doing over the past three days, just really kind of dissecting it, not to beat herself up, but to really kind of like, hmm, let me, let me really just be open to playing and what happened and what I was feeling and what it felt like to me. It didn't feel like an arm, it felt like a wing, all those things. And I mean, it's almost like, there are so many vibrations of energy, you guys. This is like we were talking about. There's source and there's lack of source. And I mean, was it was it Marcy's daughter, higher highest self that was taking over? I don't know about that. Do you know what I mean? No. I <laughs> so the ability to yes. to to allow. But you know what, Jill? Yeah. It's exactly. It's what you're talking about. Yeah. Today. I and, see, I see that connection. I am a baby. Hmm. You know, a baby insofar as, wow, I am source, light source energy yeah. in my body. And I, I I stumbled. Okay, I fell down like a baby in that, ex- you know, in my terms, when okay. that interaction with my granddaughter. Yeah. But nonetheless, at least I know now I'm going to create light forms. <laughs> yes, exactly. And that and you, and, and by staying in the body, you get to really consciously decide, is it something, oh gosh, we really got to get to the med activation. I'm going to wrap this up in just a few seconds here. But, um, thank you so much for sharing, Marcy. I so appreciate oh. that. Cause it, yeah, it wow. And, and I'm glad it helped time. in terms of the awareness. Oh, he just did. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> he said, you're welcome. <laughs> thank you, Marcy. Thank you, Love and blessings to you. you <laughs> bye bye. So that is big. I love Marcy's example because it's there are some times in our experiences where inter, in our interdimensionality we start to have experiences that it's like, okay, that felt, it felt different and it may have felt almost supernatural and is it something you'd want to recreate or were there parts of it that you were actually uncomfortable with? In my approach, I definitely recommend staying in the body. You are, it's like you brought with you and you were assigned a source field of energy. It's a ball of energy that you work with. And any time that we step out of that, we, in my way of looking at it as Jill, uh, based on my connection with my team, et cetera, is like we're handing over. It's like, okay, you can borrow me for a while. Because your your divine consciousness is saying, I'll be over here, you do what you want to do. And then it's almost like anything can happen. So did something terrible happen? No. Could you, could somebody look at the situation that Marcy, that Marcy described and say, yay, that 12 year old needed to be, needed to be told, <laughs> you know, what, what her grandmother told her. Um, I love it that she has the awareness about her daughter's role and the connection she probably has with her daughter wanting to, um, help out. And, you know, her daughter may have an opportunity to kind of, step up more and say what she really feels and giving herself her authority back as her human, not just as this beautiful 12-year-old Sophia's mother, um, that we have, you know, responsibilities, which is just responding to our abilities. So it's almost like this Sophia's mother didn't give herself permission to say what she really wanted to say and assert boundaries and say, Look, I love you, but I, this is not okay that you treat me this way. I will not be treated this way. So we can't control other people. We can only control ourselves, right? And that's including children too. But there are boundaries of what's okay and what's not okay. And we decide for ourselves what's okay with us and what's not okay with us. So in this instance, the daughter and the, this amazing Marcy that happens to be the grandmother of Sophia, she was expanded enough interdimensionally to allow a, an amazing experience to happen. And she's reflective enough to say, I think next time 
I would do it differently. And she wants to have a meeting with the, the daughter and the granddaughter to discuss it and make things whole and um, reflect on what happened and how it felt and, you know, any apologies that are necessary, all those good things. So I really applaud you, Marcy, in taking um, that initiative to want to reach out to them and also the initiative you took in giving yourself time to process this. Because in the moment, oh, my gosh, it's so hard to be as, you know, conscious, literally, in the expanded consciousness of what really happened from all these different angles and reference points. So nice job. Oh, so again, my recommendation, my my moral of the story, and my recommendation, and what I would stay in your body, <laughs> because you get to decide what you do with your body. And if it had been a conscious level exchange of the daughter saying, "Mom, I don't feel comfortable enough saying this to Sophia. Would you please say it for me?" Then Marcy could say yay or nay or advice like well I think that's kind of your job don't you <laughs> again everybody gets to decide how we're doing this but what an amazing learning experience this is and we could look at it ourselves as babies and that's totally an option I think of babies as beautiful pure and and loving and I also think of thing, think of them as helpless <laughs> in the human form that they need everybody else to take care of them so for me the baby metaphor doesn't work quite as well for my own tastes and preferences um, but we're restoring our mastery and we're reconnecting with light in human form and that we assembly, you know, needs to happen there and we each get to do that. So anyway, all right. So I realize I've been thinking this is a two-hour experience and it's a 90-minute experience and I'm over. <laughs> um, let me make sure I have the extra time I need um, to do a quick, oops, hang on. Very good. Okay, to do a quick meditation activation. And I do love what we did at the beginning, so we should be good in terms of compacting it here, making it meaningful. Okay, so please close your eyes. It helps us um, reflect from our more expanded sensory awareness system that's beyond the human vision. Okay, and just take some nice deep breaths here. And slower with this next one, please. Slower breath. Okay. Please visualize a source of light within your heart. Please place both hands um, in a crosswise fashion um, on your opposite shoulders. So right hand to left shoulder, left hand to right shoulder. Feeling the solidarity of your physical body, your shoulder blades, your shoulders. Feeling the rise and fall of your chest as you take this next breath. This body is yours for this journey. You picked it, you created it. You assigned yourself as your light signature, your soul signature, to this bodysuit that you created just for you. <sighs> you have authority over your body, physically and metaphysically, the matter and the antimatter. This bodysuit is your assignment.
please allow your soul signature as a column of light. That's how you may perceive it. You may perceive it another way. Whatever works for you. I like it as a column of light going all the way through the soles of my feet, up into my spine, up the spine, up into my head, and out the crown chakra creating this toroid, I think it's called T-O-R-O-I-D, the spirals of energy. It's like a, it's spiral dynamic sort of donut. Donut, thank you. <laughs> it's a donut, but it's got a bigger column than a regular flat, short, squatty donut. <laughs> it's a big donut, a big tall donut. And that donut creates a sphere of energy from within which you operate as your human we integrate the light body into our human expression. To have a spiritual experience does not need to deny the human and does not need to set aside the human in the form of like an out-of-body experience. I encourage an in-body experience, <laughs> experiencing light. In the body, experiencing the light that you are eternally. And just allowing that statement if it all of a sudden feels true for you to be its own activation a revelation that your body needs to be part of your light-based experiences and when you step out of it you don't have control of it anymore when you step out of your body even in conscious awareness it offers a different opportunity that you may not consciously choose and are you okay with that it's hard to hold yourself as your human accountable for actions that you were not consciously making or that another consciousness was allowed in to make on your behalf. It makes for an even more confusing experience. Okay, and this is not just about this amazing example that Marcy gave. It, it happens to us where we feel like we've been taken over. I'm not okay with that for me. I, my sovereignty is my job, and my human is my job. That's my responsibility and my opportunity at the same time. I'm responding to the ability of being light in human form, and I take that very seriously and with a lot of passion and a lot of joy. So when I speak, I want to be accountable for my words. When I move or do anything with my body, I want to be accountable for its actions. And by doing that, I simultaneously want to be responsible for what gets decided with what my body does or doesn't do. This is a very meaningful part of reclaiming your sovereignty and reclaiming your authority because unconscious vibrations in this reality do offer the experience of takeovers. This isn't even just about a walk-in. This is like those momentary takeover experiences where it's like, what the heck just happened? Where did I go when this happened? And it isn't a divine you know, sort of experience where you were like, channeling words of God or something like that unconscious channeling <gasps> oh my god or my team said or is it the same thing if you oh my god this is so big whenever you have to step out to let source in that's a takeover and you get to decide if you're okay with that some are that doesn't mean it's bad. That doesn't have to mean it's bad. I want you to contemplate that and discern that for yourself. Beautiful things can happen in those experiences. But are you okay with it if it's a takeover? 
Okay, we'll have to talk about this at another time. <laughs> Woo! Okay, nice deep breath again. <sighs> wow, I didn't know I'd be leaving a cliffhanger <laughs> here for us. Wow, we're going to have to play with this one. This is big. Okay. Hmm. A takeover. That doesn't have to be hostile. But can it be in alignment with your sovereignty and your authority? That's kind of how you define your own sovereignty and authority, isn't it? I don't like takeovers. <laughs> okay. All right. Stepping, somebody else stepping in to join you is different. Somebody else pushing you out to something is a completely different matter of matter. <laughs> That's what Metatron is saying. Okay. Very good. Oh, sorry for the rust ending, you guys. Um, I'll just quickly show um, my website, www.beaconforlightworkers.com. Um, videos and articles are here um, underneath that tab and oh there was a really delightful I really love this message that came through on October 31st if you um, want to check that out if you don't if you didn't sign up for the newsletter you probably didn't see it oh wait maybe you may have because others have been sharing it now on the on the kind of channeled what I call interdimensional communication circles um, very good. And let's see, there are news and events here, and that's how you can find out what is happening, what's coming up next. We have a new 10-week uh, Etnis uh, light body group experience um, happening. Let's see, that launches December 1st, um, coming up. So if you are contemplating that, please, uh, I'd love to have you join us. Send me an email at jill at beaconforlightworkers.com if you have any questions. We did this gifted webinar today. The John Burgos um, free sharing is December 2nd, and that special offer is pretty yummy. There's been a lot of positive responses to that. The Ancient Mayan Wisdom for Divine Expansion, an amazing um, seven days that we have together in Cancun, Mexico. It's happening in April, and registration is still going on. Um, so let me know if you have questions. Again, you can send an email there. But yeah, lots of good stuff. If you are interested in booking a private session, my calendar is definitely busier than it used to be, but you can schedule an appointment right there. And testimonials are under About. And I'm just I'm trying to stay on top of testimonials because I am very blessed with a lot of amazing clients that are very beautifully um, sharing their testimonials. Thank you to all of you that are doing that. And I just post them here. So they're right here to share. Okay? <laughs> I love you. Love and blessings to you. Um, until next time, adios. <laughs> Bye-bye.